Good evening, Creed. And welcome to the Mystery Playhouse. As a return engagement, your Mystery Playhouse brings you tonight a story by one of the great authors of crime fiction, Agatha Christie. This ingenious drama, entitled Witness for the Prosecution, is one of the prolific Miss Christie's very best. Miss Leslie Wood, star of the recent Broadway play The Assassins, will play the leading role. Witness for the Prosecution is a brilliantly original narrative of the fight for a man's life, with a double surprise at the end. So stand by, Creep, for Agatha Christie's fast-moving yarn of sudden twists and turns. Witness for the Prosecution. Eccentric old Miss Emily French is half dozing in her rocking chair. And then someone enters her room, walks up to the rocking chair, looks down on Miss French, and then. pictures you can. A murder weapon, a rocking chair, a corpse. Okay, Inspector, we'll get you. Miss French wouldn't listen to me, Inspector Einstein. I used to be more than the maid to her. I was her best friend until he came, and now see what happened. All right, Miss McKenzie, relax. Who are you talking about? Mr. Vole, Leonard Vole. I told Miss French no good would come of it, but she wouldn't listen to me. She entrusted all her business to him. She even made out a new will, leaving him all her money. Was he here tonight? He was here every night since he met her three months ago. He must have been here tonight. You remember if anyone else came to see Miss French tonight? Not that I know of. Oh, I warned that no good would come of it. Him, 33, and she at least 70. And he killed her. Leonard Vole killed her. I know he did. <laughs> Leonard Vole. That's right. Inspector Reinstein, Homicide Squad. I'd like to talk with you down at headquarters. What about? Emily French has been murdered. Murdered? But who? What do you want with me? We're booking you on suspicion. But, Mr. Mahan, you're my attorney. You've got to believe me. I didn't do it. Take it easy, Bowles. Take it easy. I'm going crazy cooped up in this jail. Listen, why would I kill her? I tell you frankly, I was broke. I hoped to borrow some money from Miss French. So why would I kill her? Don't you know that Miss French left a will leaving all her money to you? What? What are you trying to say? Didn't you know about that? No. Oh, this gets worse every minute. They'll say I, I got Miss French to make out a will, leaving her money to me, and, and that I killed her. Sure, I admit I was there that night, but... As a maid, Janet McKenzie said you were there until half past nine. 
She said she heard voices in the sitting room where Miss French is and that of a man. Half past nine? Yes. Half past nine? Then, then I'm saved. What do you mean, saved? By half past nine, I was at home again. My wife, Romaine, can prove that. The voice the maid heard must have been someone else's. I left Miss French about five minutes to nine. I arrived home about twenty past nine. Mm-hmm. My wife was there waiting for me. That proves I'm innocent, doesn't it? Yes, it does, my boy. The first thing I'm going to do is see your wife and have a talk with her. And that's the whole story, Mrs. Ball. No one else saw Leonard return at 9.20. There'll be no one else to confirm your testimony. I see Leonard wants me to say that he came in at 20 minutes past nine that night. Is that right? Yes. Uh, he did come in at that time, didn't he? That's not the point. Will my saying so equipment? Will they believe me? Well, uh, there's a great deal of evidence against him, and, and the testimony of a devoted wife sometimes... Well, I, I can't promise your testimony will save him. Now, I know what you must feel, but... Do you? I wonder. Well, I mean, all this must be difficult, you being so devoted to your husband. Devoted? Devoted? I hate him. What? I tell you, I hate him. I hope he drops dead if they don't convict him. What the devil? Supposing I tell you that he did not come in that night at 20 minutes past 9, but at 20 minutes past 10. What? You said that Leonard claims he doesn't know anything about the money coming to him. Yes. Well, supposing I tell you that he knew all about it and counted on it, and committed murder again. But... Supposing I tell you that he admitted to me that night when he came in what he had done. That there was blood on his coat. What then? Suppose I stand up in court and say all these things. You mean you testify against your husband? Why not? I detest him. He hasn't a chance. Not a chance. Of course not. Did you honestly think he was innocent when you came here to see me today? Yes, I did. I see and what do you think now? I still think he's innocent. And I think you're lying. Good evening, Mr. Paul. Mayor, I'm speaking. Yes? Now, you don't know me. But if you want that painted, brazen woman thrown up for what she is, a liar, you'll come to 1122 Hudson Street tonight. What? Do you mean Mrs. Ball? Come and find out, or lose your case, and bring $300. Now, now, wait a minute. Goodbye. Mrs. Markson. Hello. Hello. If I can prove Mrs. Ball is lying... Leonard still has a chance. Thank you. 
Mrs. Markson, I'm Mr. Mayhorn. Oh, oh, so you decided to come in. Well, come on in, come on. I see you're looking at the scarf around my face. Are you wondering why I hired my beauty, dear? Would you like to see? Oh, I, I wasn't. You're your Chelsea. Here. Never mind. Never mind. I'll cover my cheek with a scarf again. But you don't feel like kissing me, do you? And I don't blame you. And yet, I was a pretty girl once. And not so long ago as you'd think either. Vitriol, my dear. Vitriol. That's what did that to my face. But I'll be even with her. I can give you proof that Romaine Vore has lied about her husband. Proof? What kind of proof? What did you say to a letter? A letter from her? Well, how did you get hold of it? Never her? mind how I got hold of it. That's my business. But it'll do the trick, all right. Now, $300. All right. But first, the letter, if you please. Mm. Just right here in this desk. Here they are. A whole bundle of them. But it's the top one you want. Thank you. Now, come on. Go on and read it. Well, these are love letters written by Romaine Vole. But they're not written to Leonard. Yes. This one is dated the day of Leonard's arrest. How did you get hold of this correspondence? That would be telling. These letters are addressed to Max. Max who? Who is he? Read the letters in your face. And I know something more, too. You'll find out where she was at 20 past 10 the time she said she was at home. Huh? Ask at the Pingelbahn dancing school. You ask Mr. Pingelbahn. Mr. Pingelbahn. All right. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't go yet. Where's my money? Here you are. $300. Hmm. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. I'm sorry to intrude, but it's about the Leonard Vole murder case. Oh. Hedrick, stop the piano. Well, what can I do for you? I have a photograph here. Could you identify this woman? Uh, let me see. Why, uh... Why, yes, that's Romaine Vole. Oh, she's one of my advanced students. Very artistic. In fact, she used to be an actress. Oh, never mind all that. Was she here the night of the murder? Why, yes. I, I remember we all discussed it the next day. What time did she leave? Well, I, I think the class broke up at 10.30 or so that night. Oh, class, please. Mrs. Ferritan, pull in your stomach. How many times have I told you? Posture, posture. Uh, Mr. Pingelbahn, you may be called upon at the trial tomorrow to testify that Mrs. Ball was here at 10.30 that night. Me? Outness in a murder trial? Yes. 
Oh, I'd love it. Please, or I shall have this courtroom cleared. Call the next witness, clerk. Did Edna Kenzie to the stand? You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, God? I do. Sit down. You may proceed, Mr. Prosecutor. Thank you, Your Honor. Oh, Lieutenant McKenzie, what was your relationship to Miss Prince? I was her maid. Then you were in her confidence? Oh, yes. We kept no secrets from each other. Did she tell you that she had made out a will, leaving all her money to Leonard Bowles? Yes. Now, think carefully, Miss McKenzie. Did Mr. Bowles know that such a will had been drawn up? Yes, he did. Ah, uh, Miss McKenzie, will you please tell this court, in your own words, what transpired in the home of Miss French on the night of your mistress's death? Well, I, I was to go out for the evening. I did go out, but about half past nine, I returned. I heard voices in the parlor. One was Miss Spencer's, and the other was a man's. Did you recognize that man's voice? Yes, it was Mr. Vole. That's all? Thank you. Uh, just a moment, Miss McKenzie. Yes? You say that you heard a man's voice in the sitting room that night. Did you see that man? No, I didn't. Then how can you be sure that it was Mr. Vole who was there? Well... I think it was Mr. Bowles. You think it was. That's all, Miss McKenzie. And, Mr. Bowles, you want us to believe that you visited this rich old lady, Miss French, out of pure kindness of heart, a woman 40 years your senior, you want us to believe that, Mr. Bowles? I only want... You to... look pale, Mr. Bowles. Would you like a glass of water? No, I... It's my heart. This is Will you please tell this court where you were at 9.30 on the night of the murder? But I've told you. I left Miss French's house about five minutes to nine. I arrived home about 20 past nine. My wife was there waiting for me. Ask her if she'll tell you the truth. I swear to you, I'm telling the truth. I'm innocent, I tell you. As God is my witness, I'm innocent. The prosecution falls as its next witness, Mrs. Romaine Bowles. Romaine Bowles to the stand, you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, God? I do. Sit down. Um, your name is Romaine Bowles? Yes. Did your husband ever tell you that he knew that the money was coming to him? That he knew about the will? Yes. He knew about the will. Now, Mrs. Bowles, you have sworn to tell the truth. Mr. Bowles says that he was home by 9.30 that night. Is that true? No, it is not true. Will you tell the court what you know about the night in question? Yes. Leonard was with me early in the evening. About eight o'clock, he put on his hat and coat and left the house. He returned at 20 minutes past ten. And when he came in, 
I knew something terrible had happened. He wouldn't look at me. He just walked into the kitchen. His coat was stained with blood. I realized then that he had murdered Miss Trent. No, no. No, Romaine, why are you lying? Order, order. That will be all, Mrs. Bowles. One moment. I have a few questions for the witness of the prosecution. Mrs. Bowles, you heard Mr. Bowles cry out in his torment that you were lying. Are you? I am not lying. You are. And I'll tell you why. And I'll prove it. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I want you to understand that this woman's story is a malicious fabrication from start to finish. I want you to know that she wasn't even in her own house at the time in question. I want you to know that she is in love with another man and has been deliberately seeking to send Bowles to his death for a crime he did not commit. First of all, Mrs. Bowles, do you still claim that you were at home twenty past ten? Yes, that's when Leonard came home. I want you to look at the witnesses sitting at that end table. Uh, Mr. Pinglebarn, will you stand up, please? Gladly. Mrs. Bowles, do you recognize this man? Yes. Mr. Pinglebarn runs a dancing school. Will you deny that you were at one of his classes until 10.30 on the night in question, or shall I take this court's time to call Mr. Pinglebarn and his class to the stand to prove that you were with them? No. No, I was not tonight. Then you were not at your home at 10.30. I... You were home at 9.30 when Leonard came home, but you hurried away to your class, and you were there until after 10.30. Is that right? Well, I... I'm afraid Mr. Pinglebarn and his class can... Exactly. And now, now I should like to place in evidence this letter written by Romaine Vole to another man. Clerk, you may read the letter. Here you are. Max Beloved, the fates have delivered him into our hands. He has been arrested for murder. The murder of an old lady. Leonard, who would not hurt a fly. At last, I shall have my revenge. I shall say that he came in that night with blood upon him, that he confessed to me. I shall hang him, Max, and when he hangs, he will know and realize that it was Romaine who sent him to his death. And then, happiness, beloved, happiness at last. Mrs. Vole, look at this letter. Yes? You deny having written this letter? I... Will you admit it, or shall I be experts who are present prove that this letter is in your handwriting? Mrs. Vole, did you write this letter? I... Yes, I wrote it. This is my chance to get rid of it. That's why I made up the whole story. I'll tell you, he did return to the house at 20 minutes past nine, but... But when I realized that only my testimony could prove his innocence, I... I decided to invent a story out of whole thoughts to ruin it. And now I've ruined everything. I've ruined it. And so, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have proven that Romaine Vole's evidence was a tissue of lies from beginning to end. 
We have shown that she evolved it out of her passionate hatred for the defendant. And since the chief witness for the prosecution has confessed to her false story, confirming Mr. Vole's statement that he was not at Miss French's house at 9.30, I ask that you bring in the only possible verdict. Not guilty. jury, find the defendant not guilty. Congratulations, folks. Did you hear that? You're a free man again. Free? That's the most exciting I... Oh. My heart... What is it, man? I, I can't breathe. Mr. Bowles. Not guilty. Folks! Stand back. Stand back. Give him air, please. Bennett, please. Bennett, somebody do something. Will you all stand back and be quiet, please? I think... Yes, he's dead. Drop dead at part failure. devoted to him would not have been enough. He said as much himself. That's right. But I know a little something of psychology. And I thought, let me, his wife, testify against him and then let it be proven that I had deliberately lied. Well, I was the star witness for the prosecution. When you destroyed my testimony, you destroyed the prosecution's entire case. And the bundle of letters? Oh, one alone, the vital one, might have seemed like a put-up job. So what? Just so remember. Mm. Then the man called Max. He... He never existed. Mm-hmm. I still think that we could have gotten him off by the uh, normal procedure. I didn't dare risk it. You see, you thought he was innocent. And you knew it. I see my dear Mr. Mayhem, you do not see a trouble. I knew he was guilty.
Well, Creeps, that rings down the curtain on Witness for the Prosecution, tonight's performance in the Mystery Playhouse. Miss Leslie Woods was starred in tonight's play by Agatha Christie. Until next time, Creeps, good night. Sleep tight. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. <laughs>